you don't have to have the camera. You don't have to have the script. You can fail live and people will actually appreciate it. Streaming is the only place where people will pay you more money if you fail in a funny way. Welcome to Virtual Beer Podcast. Grab an online drink with fellow creatives. Virtualbeerpodcast.com. When I was first introduced to my today's guest, uh, I was running a pirate radio station out of my kitchen and he was making music using analog synthesizers. He went on to become a street photographer, a pretty good one, by the way. When I taught photography, I ended up showing his Instagram profile to my students more often than not. Um, In the meantime, he also worked in game design and in marketing and now he's a twitch streamer so my today's guest vlad aka woodworm aka wdwrm because apparently he hates um vowels um Despise welcome to them. the show <laughs> hey everybody hey everybody glad to be here thank you for uh inviting me in so um if you're at a party and somebody asks you uh what do you do what's your elevator pitch because i doubt you have time to say all the things that i just did yeah i swear to god i think at, at some point and you could probably relate to that as well when you start listing at least in your own mind like everything that you do the imposter syndrome starts kicking in oh yeah you start getting anxious am i really good at all those things which one should i list <laughs> which one should i not list i just start asking about their own things <laughs> so why should i feel uncomfortable right what about okay. you what do you yeah. do for a living how about you my friend but no um yeah i uh i usually i usually state like oh, what it is that i do at that very moment so um nowadays but how I often am, does that change like, because I shift between, like, projects and, like, areas every week. So, you know, in some weeks, I might sound more boring than I actually am. I think my ones are uh, more like like periods, like little tiny um, stages in life. Well, not tiny, actually. Um, stages in life. So, for example, like, this current stage that I'm in is focused on uh, the Twitch streaming and content making. That is, you know, of uh, video, the video format, and uh, video editing. Like this is this is what I do now. This is what I eat, drink, sleep. <laughs> that's what pays the bills. Off. Yeah, <laughs> that that's yeah. That's what that's what pays the bills. Um, so that's that's what I would refer to. But then, of course, like with a person like you, once I know, like, oh hey, you're into photography. Hey, I, I before the corona hit us, I used to shoot some stuff as well. I used to love street photography. I adopted a term um, coined by Tyler Stallman. I don't know if you follow him. He is a Canadian photographer slash videographer slash YouTuber who just says that he's a full stack creator. So it's a riff on a full stack developer, but it's like an all encompassing term to you know denote a person who does different digital stuff at a pro level i think the term absolutely makes sense i actually i think it is um i think it is on my linkedin and um in my like email footer or whatever i use content generalist so that's 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 what i like to call myself because Mm -hmm. uh when i used to do um when i used to do freelancing for for uh like um marketing clients just like uh, instagram social media managing and stuff like that those would be like the static images that i would you know produce with you know illustrator photoshop i could shoot them as well with the camera i could also film stuff if you wanted me to hey if you want if you're gonna pay me enough can i curse on this one yeah i'll make you a fucking jingle dude (laughs) so so, yeah i i uh, full stack uh what was it full stack stack creator. creator yeah 
That sounds really good. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think like many creators of today can identify with that because like no matter what you do, chances are you'll be doing it online. And like the more things you know how to produce at a pro level, the more um, gatekeepers you can avoid. You know, mm -hmm. you don't oh, yeah. need to wait for somebody to, you know, write music specifically for your documentary if you can create a music bed yourself, etc. So um, it's also it's also this thing where until you start making like really good money, you can't afford to pay yeah, for every definitely. little single thing. So I think like for me, I started um, I started doing design. Um, just kind of like uh, diving into like Photoshop, Illustrator. Well, nowadays it's Affinity because, you know, FU Adobe, exclusively out of necessity. If I had the funds, if I had the money, I would pay someone easily to make me like an album cover or like a t-shirt design. I didn't have the money. So it was like, okay, well, uh, I might as well just learn this because this is, this is the reality that I'm dealing with. Later on, as you kind of, you know, these concepts as well, you can actually become a way better client for like fellow freelancers because you kind of you know the process more or less you know what it's like to be on the other side but you also have the funds to pay for that but until then you pretty much have to tackle everything everywhere and you know try to survive basically in this world holy shit <laughs> <laughs> all right well before we move on uh this show usually starts with a question of what are we drinking so um you don't drink apparently uh which to me is such a foreign concept because i think that's my number one activity since the lockdown began um yeah do you want me to elaborate on that? <laughs> yes, please. Do you want me to have that shameful elaboration <laughs> on that? All right, but here's the thing. Okay, first of all, first of all, viewers, I did cave in. I almost got beer, but I couldn't find it in any of the local stores. <laughs> yeah, I you wanted to do like beer. a very nice local craft beer, and then it could be like a really good thing to talk about as well. We can still talk about it. I was just, it's nowhere in my vicinity. You know, the craft right. beer is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, so you are in Serbia. Uh, yes. And the uh, Serbian craft beer scene has been developing like crazy um, over the past, I don't know, seven years, I would say. I think I was still living there full time when it kind of like started uh, emerging. Um, so, yeah, nowadays I can actually find some Serbian craft beers in Dutch supermarkets. So, uh, that's pretty cool. If you see a Serbian craft beer, take it. You're not going to regret it. Uh, but yeah, so no craft beer. I do have a glass of wine. Cheers. Which I'm <laughs> hesitant, hesitant to drink. Uh, and but otherwise, tell, it's tell coffee me about, and water. Tell me about like the whole like I'm not drinking thing. If, if it's not like too personal. I am an anonymous alcoholic. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> exactly the kind of personal I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, I think I stopped drinking uh, probably around like 2017, something oh, wow. like that. Uh, just because there was like no necessity for it. Like, so first of all, I stopped going out as a, like as a social activity, like to clubs and stuff like that. I stopped playing music which was one of the like the biggest reasons why I would even drink in the first place to get rid of the you know like stage anxiety performance anxiety whatever right and so when my activities reduced to me having coffee with friends that whole aspect just kind of faded away and so like I I have the occasional drink I like the social you know social drinking aspect of it you know I have some beer every once in a while but it's usually like 
I don't know, some kind of little mini celebration, someone's birthday, you know, those kind of kind of things. I've also, I think, honestly, and this is gonna sound so like snobby because you know, it, it, there's no way for it to come out nice and uh, sincere. But I started appreciating the kind of the straight mind so much because I work so much. I can't even afford it, even if I, if you, even if I'd like to, I can't because uh, work super late, get up super early, you know all that jazz. So that's it. That's okay. That's all there is to it. There's no big philosophy like, <laughs> oh, alcohol should be man. No. And also, everyone, I I vape, so I did decide. <laughs> So between to, like the two vices, to intoxicate you, my body, yeah. yeah, 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 it's like you know, <laughs> you have picked yours, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't smoke. I live in Holland. I also stopped uh, smoking weed uh, the moment I decided that I'm actually in it for CBD, and you can get CBD other ways. Um, so yeah, uh, alcohol is the only thing I do, <laughs> even though I do try to like go for a run and stuff every other day or whatever. Um, but yeah, on that note, uh, it seems that whenever I record this, I drink something cider-based. Uh, so this time, this is a Spanish uh, apple cider vermouth. And it's very nice and sweet. I'm big on cider. So uh, that's basically the only thing I drink, actually. I'm bored of beer now. <laughs> so, Jeez. Uh, what are we drinking to? What are we cheersing to? Or what are we... Yeah. Why do we... Why are we drinking? <laughs> Okay, I'm uh, drinking to spring finally coming. Uh, as we're recording this, uh, the Netherlands went from uh, freezing cold uh, and frozen canals to it's going to be 17 degrees Celsius tomorrow. Uh, and yeah, that is the thing I'm celebrating right now. I'm drinking this, this coffee <laughs> to what is the antonym of limbo? I drink to that. As I hope that at some point we get out of this, because it seems that it seems like we, we think, oh, finally, the worst is behind us. Something comes along. If some country does something, oh, climate changes, people in Texas enter the medieval age. <laughs> let's just, you know, let's just kind of. You know, I like it how just, like a year ago we all thought, oh, we just need to power through uh, the 2020, and then in 2021 everything will just reset and. Uh, it'll like go back to normal and like we are so far from it that it's <laughs> yeah. keeps getting better keeps getting better I mean, it's like the second season that's not as strong <laughs> but there's still enough stuff going on a big question that people uh, tend to ask me and that now I'm going to ask you is do all the things you do or like all the fields you're active in or had been active in uh, connect somewhere? And if so, how? Um, oh, that is a really good question. And I actually have a really good answer for that. That is exactly why I, in 2021, am still using the stupid pseudonym that is WDWRM or AKA Woodworm without the vowels, okay? Which was made in 2013. But th that was your like musical artist name. It was, right? Yes. It and was. your it was. photography pseudonym is even worse. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, yeah. That, uh, that one was made out of a joke. So we don't even talk, we, we don't even talk about it. We don't acknowledge it. I, I wanted to change it back to like my, my full name. I couldn't. Too many, too many people with my name. But why not? Why don't Instagram. you do? So, okay, so tell our listeners what your username on Instagram is. Oh Jesus Christ! It's H C 
X C Y. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Uh, really good <laughs> photography. Visit that. I remember we we like had this conversation like on and off. What prevents you from like consolidating everything under Woodworm if Woodworm is the active one now? Uh, well, actually, I am consolidating absolutely everything under Woodworm except the photography. I don't know why photography still seems a little foreign. Um, in a sense of the street photography that I do still feels a little foreign. So any other photography that I might come up with, for example, something that I want to you know shoot for like for my own album cover or something like that, that will go there and that's that's perfectly fine. But street photography, I can't really put that in at, like at this at this very moment. Woodworm as a concept was born out of uh, from this book by Julian Barnes. It's uh, history in the world in ten and a half chapters. It's like my favorite book of all time. Um, Followed by Gulliver's Travels by Jonathan Swift. It's the best. So, uh, in that book, the woodworm is this like kind of like a bit of a omniscient kind of narrator that seems to be teleporting from era to an era. It's like a tiny little creature that sees things and tells stories of what it you know sees. And for my music project, that was amazing. I thought, hey, you know what? I like to tell stories. Uh, these are like really short little tracks all like different, like jump from witch house to drone to like drum and bass to post rave, whatever. Let's do that. Then now this whole like video content creation streaming thing happened. So I thought, hey, you know what? I want to do this as, as Woodworm because I want to play games. I want to talk about games, but also I want to make music. I want to turn like my little video gamey moments into uh, like emotional experiences. Like this is what I aim for. And so, in the in the, in that sense, um, that like to to refer to your question, I found a way to unite them in this in the in this woodworm, but only as long as they actually actively contribute to that. Like, there's no. But reason isn't street for me photography to... also about telling stories? It absolutely is, but I feel like I approach it in a in a in a in a different way where it's more. It feels a little more accidental. It feels a little more not as not as purposeful which is weird right but like it's kind of like i stumble upon it i take the shot great shot it's not something that kind of i sit on and let it marinate and decide to hey this is the story that i want to tell you know i don't know it it just feels feels a little feels a little wrong but if i were to make like short films oh you bet your ass it'll be as it would work you know <laughs> all right interesting <laughs> Um, so I have first known you as a musician and well, I'm back, back in the days in like 20, what, 14, 2015, uh, which back was when Tron Radio was, <laughs> was, was broadcasting. You made your own music and you also curated a weekly radio show. How did your interest in music start? And did you dabble in any other genres before electronic? Uh, so my mom finished, uh, uh, music academy for piano. My dad finished music academy for acoustic guitar. None of them at any given time thought about pushing me in that direction. That's I usually stumbled. how it goes. That's usually how it goes, right? <laughs> My mother's a journalist and she did their did their best for me not to become a journalist. <laughs> I did become one, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like that is the rule unless your parents are doctors. Cuz if they're doctors or like oh, super man successful and very rich and so i just kind of stumble upon the music like as i do like oh wow music is awesome i'm feeling this uh i was a hardcore emo boy back in 
back in those days. <laughs> back in MySpace days. Back in right. MySpace, Vampire Freaks. Hot <gasps> oh topic. my god, Vampire Freaks. I know, I know. I was <laughs> I all over that it, existed. Dude. Oh my god. Nah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, and then I stumbled upon what like my favorite bands to this date, Enter Shikari, and they made amazing uh post-hardcore slash electronic like slash trance core i believe they were like kind of the trendsetters of that like kind of fusing the sounds of electronic music with uh well like rock but more like post-hardcore metal in those days and i and i and i said to myself i want to do this and i saw the little device that he had that the main singer had in the in their music video and i said that i i want that and and, and my parents got me huh what was the device? It was it was a Korg Electribe MX, which is the device I used for like, for such a long time, for like at least a decade. I know it like inside and out. It was the only thing I had. They got me that one. It was like five hundred euros at that point. They said, "This is all you can have." All right, and so I just started tinkering with the with the sequencers. Okay, that's cool. On that note, uh, I loved your latest single. Uh, I think it was like, what, about eight months ago? Yeah. Uh, Woodworm, Wither. Yeah, the music video was also really cool. Was this like a Corona project or did you have it like cooking for oh, a while? It was absolutely a Corona project. It, I just, I sat there like day in, day out, kind of like working from home, just sitting at home. And I thought, you know what? I want to, I want some nature. You know, I want some nature in my life. But, you know, with my own, like, <laughs> with my own, uh twist on it i made a song about flowers dying <laughs> so which oh, is what normally happens do you have any projects you're working on currently or is that on a on a, on a back burner right now so here's the thing i have an album that i've been working on for uh about five years now holy uh, so so yeah so yeah that's not that's not coming out anytime soon it's done it's done. I just need to record it. But every time I sit down to actually record it, like it's on the devices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, every time I sit down to actually record it, I realize that there's something else to do in it. And then I never finish it. And so the cancer keeps growing and growing. And the longer I take to make it, the, the more it needs to be perfect. And it can never be perfect. And so I'm stuck in a perpetual I, cycle. I can totally relate to that. But I'm realizing the hard way that um you know when they say that projects are never finished they're just abandoned they're yeah. kind of right so i think at some point it's a, it's a good uh, strategy to just release stuff or you know call it done and then you know you can always like remix yourself later but um because like the more you sit on it the more you feel that needs to be like super cool but then i usually try to counteract that with a question of is this going to be my life's work like do i really need to sit on it for the next 20 years and does it even make sense like or mm -hmm. is this just something i'm gonna make put out there and then like after a month come up with like a list of things i could improve and work on them yeah yeah so um, I completely agree with that. And usually to like anyone who is, I don't know, like trying or is having trouble like m putting out music. Nobody's having trouble making music. People are having trouble finishing it, right? Uh, I'd say, I'd say, don't take longer than a week. 
Well, I mean, depends if that's the only jump. thing you do. Like, I did like a boot camp thing last uh, summer, and in June I I finished like three tracks. One of them was good, and I released it as a single. So you can do that. But you know, if you do have a life, <laughs> I'd I would say like a month per track is good, uh, or something like that. You know, I'll meet you. I I can meet you at like two weeks. Yeah, but like if you don't work on it every day, and if you wanna, you know, sometimes your ears get tired, and you just need to like. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're right. Here, right. you know, listen to something else, so you you kind of know. Next time you do open your project, you 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 do know what sounds wrong or uh, what could sound better. It's super annoying. However, however, with that being said, I'm doing so much better because I figured out this perfect niche for me. Because I realized that I also kind of hate making full tracks, like a like a full track. Okay. Like I have, I create this awesome little loop that I vibe to and I can vibe to that one like loop because it's a sequencer, you know? So it just like, it keeps going. Like imagine like fruity loops or whatever. And, and I keep vibing to that thing and I never, like there's so many of like little tracks that I could never find a way to progress into a real track. So I found this awesome community of um, uh, like VFX artists that uh, promote themselves on Twitter by publishing their, uh, you know, their works. They're like little kind of like animated 3D, like whatever, fractals and whatnot as GIFs. And so I took the first GIF that I saw that I really liked and I just soundtracked it. I soundtracked that little thing. It came out at like less than a minute. I had a really good time with it. I did that within like an hour, maybe. Like not even an hour. And I just published it and people loved it. So I thought, hey, you know what? That could be... That could be my new niche. expect we're gonna like circle back to the music at some point but uh let's do like a little sidebar here and talk about photography how did you take up photography uh and when i think i took up photography when like as a as, as a teenager when i asked when i asked my parents to get me to give me like a little tiny like point and shoot sony little tiny sony camera just like just like like a tourist camera so back in the uh, myspace days <laughs> um yeah i think so i think so uh that's when i was i was in a band in montenegro and we needed footage we needed like band photos because you know that was cool uh, and doing them re- on a point and shoot uh, in the yeah. what, early to mid 2000s seemed like a good idea absolutely <laughs> all well, right uh, what wait what else are you going to do you're like a 15 year old kid what are you going to do Come on, what were you doing? What, how did you record stuff back then? Um, I actually, ooh, I was a hipster before it was cool. Uh, my mother Don't had tell like me you a, shot film. my mother had a lot of uh, um, analog like film cameras and stuff. Uh, Damn. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I am jealous right now. I am and jealous. they were all like made in Russia. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that. but I did, I did buy my first like uh, Nikon point and shoot in like 2000. Six, I think, 
And that camera sucked. Like, even for that time, I hated it. But, like, that was the thing I could afford. (laughs) I got, I remember, like, being super impressed with this. It was, it was, remember, like, Sony had the, like, the Cybershot series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I had. And I was amazed by, like, how good the photos were and astonished how bad the video was. Because we also wanted to record our rehearsals. When did you start with your uh, street photography? I think that's a better question. So we have a mutual friend. Nemanja, Nemanja Glumats. I, how would, how I actually do, how don't do you know him. I've been just like following him on well, socials for. Well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, like social, a social, yeah. a social friend. <laughs> Although I did have coffee with him just yesterday, and so he, uh, he, I consider him like one of the best photographers like that I've that I've met. Like I was always super inspired by him and his work, and. Uh, uh, he at some point he he lent me his Fuji. It's a, it was a Fuji X hundred T. I started messing around with that one and 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 so yeah, okay so and at that time I had a Sony Sony Alpha fifty one hundred whatever whatever I had that one uh, which was also only used. That was for like a like, DSLR type Sony, right? Oh uh, no, 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 it's just oh, like a mirrorless, okay. mirrorless, like little tiny alpha thing. Like like yeah, yeah. like 6400, but like way worse. Um, I don't and, know anything about Sony anymore. I use Sony. Who cares, so you know? I used to have a lot of uh Minolta cameras and lenses. And at that time, if you bought a Sony Alpha, uh the Sony Alpha would just be a digitized Minolta autofocus. Um because mm-hmm. Sony acquired Minolta at some point <laughs> and uh, yeah they started essentially making digital bodies that um could work with all the minolta gear that was out there so it was like a very good investment oh now i have a dslr and i don't have to buy new lenses and i can get the lenses for it at a flea market if i'm lucky you know and pay like maybe 30 euros for them or whatever so at that time it was like sony alpha was a dslr and sony nex was the mirrorless and they yeah messed it all up when they started uh making mirrorless cameras and calling them alphas and now they have like what three different um lens mount mount and uh it's just also confusing like i don't know so i think i think sony alpha 5000 was still called the nex and from then on the one that i had the 5100 that was already just the alpha they ditched the the nex name for some good reason and so i had that for my for my gig performances and stuff like that but when i held fuji in my hands I saw the colors. <laughs> I was converted, and I yeah. said, "I need to get that camera." Uh, and instead, I got the Fuji XT3, and that just changed, which is the one changed. you're recording on right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that just kind of changed changed my life. Changed my life. Uh, That's how I started started street photography because I would just take it everywhere with me, record video, shoot street, and uh, and yeah. And you had an exhibition? Yeah, I had an exhibition in uh, in Russia, a distance exhibition because i i didn't f- I didn't fly in. So did social did distancing not... before it was cool? Bef- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, they reached out to me because of a, of a mutual friend. No nepotism here, by the way. <laughs> I was just I was just recommended by a mutual friend, and uh, and so I had to organize it. You know, from here, from Serbia. It was the most stressful thing in my life, trying to find a nice place to print the stuff, 
without ever seeing these photos in person. I had to rely on uh, basically my mom's opinion on whether the photos came out good. So wait, uh, did, were the photos printed in Russia or did yeah. you print them? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, I would, yeah, I would just print them there and then ship them or whatever. But I guess, yeah. I was thinking about that, but it would be too too much money. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, I just couldn't do that. So I thought, hey, you know what? Never mind. I've learned a lot about printing. I learned a lot about printers. Uh, thankfully, I forgot everything. <laughs> You and will I don't recall ever it want when to do you that need again. it. Like, oh, dude, yeah. man, no! Like, if I ever, if I ever become big enough to have like, uh, like another exhibition or something like that, I'm hiring someone to do to do that to do that whole thing for me. There's no way. But it was a fun experience. People loved it. There was an orchestra playing, which was like, well, you know, when Russians do things, it's like it's always a bit over the top. So I had an orchestra. But did you also sell a couple of photos? I think I. Yeah, I sold. I sold like four or five photos. That means the exhibition it, was I, successful. Absolutely, it absolutely was. It's just, it's, it's just still kind of weird, you know. I wasn't there, you know. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you could what have was like zoomed on. in to like say a thing or two, or so I did record, um, like my kind of like thank you video that they played. I, I because it was the whole thing was um, during the like Russia have this like Serbian days kind of kind of like festival kind of thing, whatever you know, where they appreciate Serbian culture and whatnot, and so. And that was a part of that. So it's like a like a couple of days long festival. And I have photos and like a little like video. It's just like a bunch of people and there's like a little tiny TV on the wall. It's just me addressing them. It's so uncanny, man. Those things will never see the light of day. You'll never see these uh, that footage. Virtualbeerpodcast.com. So during the lockdown, you stopped doing street photography, at least temporarily, but you started streaming on Twitch. How did that happen? So my wife knows about this. When she when she first met me, I said to her, like, hey, one of the things that I really want to do in life is I wanna I wanna be a streamer. Like I wanna stream. That that's 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 a thing, you know. I have to this day, I have three failed Twitch accounts that I tried, I got scared, nothing worked, no viewers came in. And so when this when when this when this uh, when this whole thing hit us, uh, a friend of mine, a Russian friend of mine said, Hey, I just started streaming on Twitch. Maybe you should do that. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get any viewers. I'm just going to be sitting there talking to myself. Like, it's stupid. He goes, no, come on my Twitch. Have a look. And I went in there and there were a couple of people chatting. I thought, wow, you know, if he can do it, you know, maybe I can do it as well. Like, it feels a lot more closer to you when you see a person that is close to you doing it. You're kind of, oh, well, it's not just some random American guy somewhere. And, uh, And I gave it a chance and... I had to grind really hard and it's slowly starting to pick up and it's become like it honestly it's become like my second job at this point not in terms of making money obviously but in terms of (laughs) I mean but in terms of um, uh, just the input how much time I invest while streaming and especially how much time I invest off the stream to kind of keep this whole thing going yeah all that happened, you know, last year when I think in a blink of an eye, live streaming became our life, basically. Uh, did you see the dynamic shifting a bit? I feel that um, everybody started streaming in like March and April last year and everybody was consuming whatever somebody would put out there. But then throughout the summer, it kind of like fizzled out because like people got 
either tired of doing the thing or of consuming the thing. But now I think it's kind of like coming back for whatever reason, probably because we're still stuck at home. Uh, did you see any like shifts or like ebbs and flows there? Oh, absolutely. I think like like right somewhere around March. So I started a bit later. I started around June. And by that time, th that whole thing kind of started dying out in a sense of uh, most people, like even the people that consumed a huge amount of them actually turned into streamers themselves, you know? And so the, the timeline you mentioned, March, it was insane. Like everyone was on like any platform they're usually on. They're already at home. We already have some gear lying around. Why don't we just make it, you know, like a more fun experience? And then, yeah, kind of died out. Uh, especially like as more people turn into streamers themselves then it picked up again and i think it died uh like it dipped hardcore somewhere around uh, january this year like that's when everybody's numbers i feel like well i mean the small streamers numbers i feel like they plummeted and now they're picking back up again it's kind of like it's so unpredictable at this point i've seen people from like different um areas of expertise and like different walks of life migrating to Twitch over the past 12 months. For instance, uh, some DJs who spent like the first part of the lockdown doing live sets on Facebook moved to Twitch because apparently the copyright restrictions are a bit more lax. Um, they were, they were. Yeah, Twitch uh, hit everybody with hardcore DMCA. Oh, damn. Hardcore. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I've seen some, but that's probably also not a thing. Then I've seen some like music critics organizing listening parties on Twitch as well. Um, but I think if you browse Twitch now, there's a lot of different content that you can consume. You can you know watch people cooking or eating or assembling furniture, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So what makes Twitch different from YouTube at this point? Wow. Uh, honestly, at this point, the only thing that makes Twitch different, uh, actually, the, there there are a few, fee, uh, a few key factors. It feels like I've been drinking myself. Yay! <laughs> um, it's contagious. It is, it is. So first of all, it is an already established platform with an established culture. Like people who go to Twitch, they know exactly what to expect. Um, there is, you know, it's just like it's 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 a culture. People are aware what is going on. They know it is a live show. They know there'll be imperfections, and they can expect that. There's also like a uh, like a different, like a whole new language that you kind of have to learn as someone coming into Twitch when it comes to emotes, when it comes to just you know the, the jargon of it all. YouTube is different in a sense that it was always you know like a one-sided platform up until recently when they started like really doubling down on on streaming. YouTube is going against Twitch. YouTube is also going going against TikTok. How good are those implementations is questionable. But at this point, they're making way better decisions than Twitch ever has. And so I think it's honestly just a matter of time when YouTube will finally get to that very point Twitch is in right now. Like all they need is a few little things and uh, they'll get there. They'll get there, but that is uh, honestly, I think that is the only, the only, dif uh, the only difference, and the only like, r r like real headway that Twitch has these days. So we'll see you migrating to YouTube at some point. I'm considering it every time Twitch releases like a new kind of update or a new uh, a PSA. I look at it and I wonder why, why are we here? And yet I go there three times a week, 
<laughs> in fact, I'm going there right after this podcast. So, <laughs> so um, what is so platforms aside? What is the main benefit of doing something live? Because okay, like I personally prefer making YouTube videos because I get to sound and look smarter and better than I actually am. <laughs> I think that is precisely that is precisely the point. Um, first of all, live content is is low effort content let just that's 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 how it is uh as as much as you might take into like like just kind of prepping up your twitch or whatever it's like stream channel with you know like obs and like and the mics and you know learning about streaming and stuff like that when we're talking about the content itself it is incredibly low effort comparing to to youtube and what you and the quality that you'd have to output on YouTube to even like be noticeable. On Twitch, you don't have to have the camera, you don't have to have the script. You can fail live, and people will actually appreciate it. It is streaming is the only place where people will pay you more money if you fail in a funny way. On YouTube, you're just gonna get a bunch of hateful comments. And that's it. And, and a few dislikes. So in that sense, streaming is a window into a person's like real life and all its flaws. You don't have to be the best person. You can try to if you want to take, you know, performance seriously, you know, and be a, an entertainer. But you might as well. So there are tiers, you know, you can go for the highest tier and be like the best person, the, the best version of yourself, the best kind of um, production value or you can also just be some dude who just likes to play games and have people watch him play. And he might never even talk to the people, but he likes to have the people hang out. You know, there are many different tiers. And I think that's what's so kind of, uh, it, it, it's so inviting. And also the idea that you can make a shit ton of money by playing games. That's how they get you as well. So have you made a shit ton of money by playing games? Um, I've made more than I would expect. Okay. To be honest, I've made more than I would expect. I, uh, but it's nowhere near like self-sustainability. Right. Like no, no way on earth. In fact, when I quit my job, I asked a friend of mine who was also a streamer. I said, Hey, you know, I'll finally be able to, you know, dedicate full time to, you know, streaming. Should I just try to go full-time streamer and he was like no 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 please no and, I, and at that time i'm like mm, okay well i guess i'll listen to them looking back thank god that i didn't try that what kind of stuff do you make on twitch as opposed to what kind of stuff do you consume there the stuff that i consume on twitch is uh is mostly people i know my friends that i like to hang out with i don't like watching people play games Okay. I, I, it's All it's right. not fun to me unless there's like some really good commentary about it. So I come for the I come for the people. When it comes to like what I do is my 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 uh my strategy is to play games to get people to actually notice my channel because I like playing games. Why not play them live? Give commentary and hook them in so they stay for more industry video game industry which is something i'm really passionate about video game industry discussions and also these kind of like more like social events i like to interact with my people so the other day for the valentine's day 
I speed dated my chat. <laughs> what? I made a, I made a, a secret uh, Discord uh, chat room and in a waiting lounge. Had the people come into the lounge and then I would drag them into, you know, into the voice channel for like five minutes. I had the chat time and we tried some speed dating, you know, with camera and everything. Um, <laughs> that sounds the amazing. Day, it, it, it's fun. It's, it's fun because you like you... It, because streaming is a bit of a parasocial environment where, you know, they, they chat starts, you know, I mean, kinda, parasocial know relationships are. are the only relationships we have. That's very true. But it feels weird when you don't, when like you kind of know things about your, the people in your chat, but they know a lot more about you. Oh yeah. Let's just, let's just face it. And so it was nice to kind of, to reverse it a little bit when I go to interview each one of them. It's like, okay, this is what you look like. Cool. Okay, tell me, what is it that you do? Like, the, what's your life like? Blah, blah. It was it was not as romantic as it was just kind of like a, a little interview. Um, and uh, I finally launched my own kind of like mini interview thing going on where I talk to people, um, to fellow Twitch streamers that are doing some interesting things. So for example, uh, last weekend, I interviewed a person who uh, does photography but in video games virtual photography all right so that's a thing people do that there's a huge community and um uh, his name is shinobi underscore space he downloads games he downloads cheat codes so he can basically like walk around fly around have all the gear and he takes shots and he started taking photos in a, in a spider-man game just like i did because he realized that city looked so realistic and you could take some like street photography shots and make people believe that these were really shot in Manhattan just because how good that game looks. So there's a lot of like really cool people that you can follow that, as you've already said, cater to any kind of interest. You have programmers that program on Twitch. You have DJs. You have beat makers. You have people who uh, mess around with uh, mechanical keyboards, who just assemble mechanical keyboards and talk about the best keycaps and best lube for keycaps. Did you know that people use lube for mechanical keyboards? I mean, I'm not surprised, but it's not <laughs> a sentence I would normally say out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost feel bad for saying it right now. I'm actually kind of low-key thinking about doing some kind of streaming and I'm trying to feel out what is out there to begin with. So um, should. if anybody listening to this uh, wants to start streaming, what are the like minimal tech requirements you would recommend like i we, we talked about this before the show and you said that uh the bar has gotten pretty low thanks to just the influx of everybody streaming right yeah. now during the lockdown but for me personally the the bar for the content i consume got kind of like higher you know first couple of months of of, of the of the of the first lockdown <laughs> um i consumed everything but then because everything so everything's like so saturated i i basically set a bar that's saying okay so if somebody is streaming from a dark room on his phone from like 20 feet away i'm not gonna like even like you know give them my time because there's so much better looking and sounding stuff out there i think it i mean first of all it depends on what you're looking for right because some people might actually be looking for that authentic thing. Uh, I would draw a parallel with a, a not suitable for work topic. It's like with porn. 
people like amateur porn that's recorded on bad phone more but even amateur highly... porn is getting more and more pro these days that's true but it's it's you can tell you can tell by the lighting you can tell it's not a it's not a like a three there's there's no hair light there you know yeah <laughs> there's far I less mean, makeup on everybody yeah i think i think people will, will still like there's always going to be a group of people that uh want to 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 see the most authentic thing of course, if you want to make it, if you want to be the biggest streamer out there and stuff like that, first of all, chances are like super low. You're probably not going to make it. Uh, yes, you do need some, you know, some good gear. But the bar of entry as it stands right now and the gear that you need, you most likely already have everything you need to, to, to start streaming. And I would recommend that people do start streaming with what they have at home. Like so not even could... an HDMI capture card, or because no. <laughs> like that's for example the one thing I don't have. Yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that I would buy if I decided to start streaming tomorrow. Yeah, well, look, here's here's the thing. I have two capture cards that I use and need to use at all times. But and I have like a you know an okay mic. I stream with my mirrorless camera. All of this is set up. Like I have somewhat decent lighting, you know. Like all, like all, I have all kinds of like commands going on in like alerts when someone donates. Like yeah, this is all cool. But I think people need to realize that first of all, it's okay to start without all that. Second of all, you won't even if you have all that gear, you won't know exactly what to do with it and why it's so useful to you. You know, like if I came into your house and just dumped a shit ton of gear and connected it all and said, here you go, start streaming. All that gear probably wouldn't even uh, accommodate for your needs. So for people that just want to start out, I say just start. Chances are you're not going to have any viewers in the first month. There's a high chance nobody's going to come by or people will come by and they'll leave. You will use that time to figure out exactly what your needs are for the stream. Like what is it? What is it that you want to do? And according to that, start you know kind of putting in more money and more effort because within like the first year, I think it's it's a it's a hobby that gives n almost nothing in return. If you have a phone and that's all you have, start with the phone. Sit down in front of your phone, start streaming, have a cup of coffee, talk about your favorite coffee brands. You're that sounds at me like, like super easy, but also super intimidating. Oh, it's super intimidating, you know. But but that's but that's the thing. That's the thing. Like you have to put yourself out there if if you want to. If you want to start streaming, like I'm not saying like everybody should be a streamer. No way, please don't. <laughs> the less of you people are streaming, the more chances I have. Right? Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, streaming is amazing. And if you ever thought about thought about it, I think everybody should at least like give it a chance. You will get better. You will you will shake at the very beginning. My voice was trembling every single time. I'm like having like mini panic attacks. I'm like I'm telling my wife, I'm like, "Okay, I'm going live. I'm going live." She's like, "Good luck." She gives me like a good luck kiss on the cheek, you know? I'm like, "I sit down." I'm like, oh, "Okay." And nowadays it's like, "Fuck, let's go." Let's go. You get there. And I'm speaking as an introvert myself. You will get there. But you have to start. 
I it took me a long time to start because of analysis paralysis, because of all the, oh, this is the gear that I need to get, or oh, this one more thing, blah, blah. You can get stuck in that loop forever and never produce any quality content. Yeah. Just be browsing Reddit. Oh, the, I just need that camera. It's like, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> All right. How do you promote your Twitch channel? How do you make sure that people show up when you do? Uh, well, uh, there are many ways. Uh, first of all, like people must realize that if you want to start on Twitch, um, forget everything you know about like social media marketing and platforms and algorithm because on Twitch there is none. That sounds amazing. No al- <laughs> yeah, nobody will ever find you. The way Twitch ranks channels is by viewership. As you can imagine, if you're just starting out and you have zero viewers, you'll be at the bottom, at that hellhole, stuck forever until somebody comes in. So the only way to promote a Twitch channel, this probably doesn't, you know, this doesn't work, you know, this doesn't go for like YouTube and Facebook gaming, but the only way to promote Twitch is outside of Twitch, obviously. And that is, if you can, in my case, is repurposing the content that you create on Twitch for other platforms. Wouldn't it make sense for you to come up with a plan before the stream? Stream, but also create content as you stream, which you can then repurpose for micro content, for TikTok, for YouTube, for Instagram, IG Reels, whatever. I still didn't even get them. But uh, it takes a lot of time. And that is the only thing, like for example, that is not working for me is I don't promote enough outside of streaming because of how much time I invest into the streaming and work. I edit my own videos and I edit videos for a bunch of clients. And guess what? My videos come last. You know, that's just, that's just how it works. Yeah. I did professional photography and some other like photography related stuff for years. And that's why I literally still have photos from like 2017 that I like, photos of my own from like trips or uh just like yeah hanging out with friends or whatever or like personal projects that i haven't even like i mean they are somewhere on one of the external hard drives but i've never even looked at them since because there's just no time yeah you'll never get to it yeah you'll never get to it i I do have time now sadly So I started like going and either like editing or like re-editing stuff from like years prior. But uh, yeah, it's 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 weird. That's usually how it goes. Will you ever stream making music on Twitch? Uh, I don't know, man. Like that was the concept initially. Hey, why don't I use video games to get the people in? And then every once in a while, you know, you know, the jabs will be the video games, but the right hooks will be, hey, here's my music, dude, and check out my channel. Uh, but I looked around and I looked at the content that other musicians are like on Twitch are putting out. And maybe this is again my like imposter syndrome or whatever, but not having any formal education, not knowing how to play a piano or whatever, like me programming like synth and notes is basically going beep, 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 beep. Oh, okay. This one sounds good. All right. This is, that's the note. That's G minor. All right. Okay. Next one. Beep, beep, beep. I think to me, it's fun, but I don't think it's fun to watch. I would watch that. I like, I think it's a niche because usually, yeah, I don't. Usually people are really good. So you want to check no, out someone like, who isn't. Uh, there are different like, <laughs> 
genres of music and whenever i see somebody streaming their music they're usually you know a girl with an acoustic guitar and stuff like that and i think in the whole like sequencers and synthesizer kind of area there's like more at least also i have a couple of friends who are into into those things and i think there's like more room for experimentation than Mm -hmm. uh in something you know as straightforward as okay here's my acoustic guitar and i'm gonna play wonderwall you know (laughs) If people go to your socials from your Twitch, they will see your music. So it is out there. That is true. That is true. I do just kind of like randomly, uh, subtle, uh, subtly promote it when I say like I, I I do stream and I go, hey, by the way, if you want some like real copyright free DMCA free music, here are my links. Check them out. And people do go and check them out. So at least, you know, I keep that the whole like music thing somewhat in there but yeah i could dedicate more time to actually produce stuff what is it that you would like to stream there are several things that i thought about uh one of them is uh photo editing uh the other one is i would like to like try and do a stream where i'm like trying to like i don't know cover a song within like a set time frame like i've seen people doing some very extreme versions of it oh i'm gonna cover this song in an hour and i'm like no like give me at least three hours because i'm uh slow and mildly adhd uh but (laughs) i used to think of myself as an entertainer but now i'm more especially after like having taught photography in a photography school in amsterdam for like several years i'm like value first I'm not mm-hmm. sure I can be as entertaining as I would like to be. I mean, if you give I me a radio show, you know, if you give me a radio show, I can definitely <laughs> do what I've done for 10 years back when I lived in Serbia. But wait, guys, do you know how fucking good he was as a radio host? Well, my God. sadly, it's all in Serbian. So who, who cares at yeah. this point? Yeah, I know. It's so sad, man. Anyway, as an introvert. As well, uh, I think that my personality is not necessarily big enough. But your personality is also very, very chill and very nice to listen to and consume with your video content. Hmm. And that kind of like that wholesome, chill stream is something that I personally enjoy a lot. Like you can only take so much of like, all right, let's go. High energy. <laughs> smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Go. Uh, you. It, it gets a bit like, I mean, I guess when you're a teen, that works. But uh, me, someone quite older than a teen, I'll take the slow pace stuff. All right, Vlad, thank you for uh, being my guest on this show. And I do hope we will get to have an actual beer or water in person at some point in the future. Um, yeah. As soon know. as they open up, I'm, <laughs> we're, we're coming over. We're coming. Right. Don't you worry about that. Yay. Uh, once again, where can people find you on the internets? Listen, listen, we talked about this so much and that is the only thing I'm going to plug. Twitch.tv <laughs> slash WDWRM. It's Woodworm without the vowels. Because God knows I hate the vowels. But if you want to spam his street photography with likes in order for him to start doing it again at some point, it's Instagram.com slash HCXCY, right? Yeah. I always struggle yeah. with that. 
Okay, Vlad, thank you once again. And uh, dear listener, if you like this podcast, please consider rating and reviewing it on iTunes. It really helps for a small podcast like this. You can also watch the video version of it on my YouTube channel. I will leave the link in the show notes. I mean, I don't think you should watch podcasts. You should watch it, but actually, <laughs> watching YouTube video is dumb as no, fuck. No, 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 podcasts. <laughs> I don't like how people on YouTube started calling every interview they do a podcast. Like, that's yeah, not yeah. what a podcast is. But there is a complimentary video version if you also want to see what we're talking about. So, uh, thank you for listening once again and stay tuned for the next one. If you're wondering what kind of similar-looking Hawaiian shirts we're wearing, <laughs> that is something you'll only be able to find out by watching the video on YouTube. Definitely. Definitely.